0: Water appears everywhere throughout the early books of the Bible, from Noah's Ark to the passing of the Red Sea. And then Jesus announces his arrival by being plunged into the River Jordan. Then he walks on a lake and switches gallons of the wet stuff into vintage wine at a wedding. I've always been mesmerised by the intrepid men and women who leave the safety of the harbour to take on the force and power of the ocean, circumnavigating the globe, often completely alone. Those remarkable yachtsmen and women faced vast and varied challenges, and it's almost a picture of our voyage through this life. The uncharted waters of an unexpected diagnosis, a financial challenge or a relational breakdown can throw us onto the rocks of fear and dread. There's a really famous guy in the Bible called Paul. He's often referred to as the Apostle Paul and he wrote... Nearly a third of the New Testament of the Bible, which is the second volume, it's the bit that covers the life and times of Jesus and then the early years of the church after Jesus had died on a cross, been raised to life after three days, and then ascended back to heaven. Towards the end of the book of Acts, we find Paul proclaiming the good news of new life through Jesus Christ in the face of great opposition. And he ends up on a sea passage to Rome under arrest. The ship that he is on gets caught up in a terrifying shipwreck. But first, let's wind the clock back about 25 years and discover what happened in the life of Paul that caused him to end up on that ill-fated voyage across the Mediterranean Sea. What we're gonna find out is this. Sometimes God can only get through to us when the ship of our life runs aground. Paul started out his life as a radicalized religious thug, terrorizing Christians and disrupting their gatherings. Not your average training ground for a life spent starting up, caring for and growing churches all over the known world at that time. Sometimes it takes a shipwreck to stop us in our tracks and force us to get fresh directions or at times even a replacement boat. God got through to Paul in the most dramatic way imaginable. He had what is often described as a Damascus Road experience. In fact, it was the original Damascus Road experience. It happened on the road to Damascus and it's what every other Damascus Road experience is named after. It describes a life-changing moment that someone is confronted with that radically changes the course and direction of their life. Becoming a Christian or a follower of Jesus is exactly like that. It is a Damascus Road experience, but Paul was an extreme case and his conversion was always gonna require a crisis. The Bible tells us that he was literally blinded for a short time in order that his eyes could be opened to what he was really up to and the kind of man that he had become. Paul would later go on to say that he considered everything before as rubbish. To be honest, that's a polite translation of the word compared to his new life as a follower of Jesus, as a Christian. He seemed to face continued opposition to the gospel, the message of Jesus that he communicated. It included verbal assaults, physical attacks, imprisonment, and at least one shipwreck. Real shipwrecks on real ships. His most famous run-in with the ocean happened off the coast of Malta, an island with a rich history, but probably better known now as a holiday destination. So let's pick up the story from the Bible, the world's best-selling book that continues to navigate millions of ordinary people like you and me across the seas of life en route to our final destination, our home in heaven. The sea had become dangerous and Paul said our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to ship, cargo and life. But instead of listening to what Paul said, the crew followed the advice of the owner of the ship. Before long, they were caught up in a hurricane-force storm and took such a violent battering that they began to throw the cargo overboard. The storm continued to rage for many days and they gave up all hope of being saved. Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice. Then you would have been spared this damage and loss. But now, keep up your courage. Not one of you will be lost, but this ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and serve stood beside me and told me not to be afraid, that God would protect me and those with me. I have faith in him, that it will happen exactly that way. In dire situations like that, our natural instinct is to get off the sinking ship. But Paul trusted in what God had said to him. He knew that ditching the cargo was not gonna be enough. Even the lifeboats were not gonna save them. The shipwreck had to be endured, but God was faithful to his word. Not a single life was lost. All 276 people on board survived. Sure enough, the ship was smashed to pieces by the waves and the storm. But the passengers and crew all went ashore on the island of Malta. To be honest, it was a reckless sea journey and it should never have been attempted. The promise of God is that he will never leave us, nor will he abandon us. But often what that means is that he needs to rescue us or even salvage us from the wreckage of the bad life choices that we all make. Paul and the others did eventually set sail for Rome, the planned destination before the shipwreck. But it did take a replacement ship. Becoming a Christian is about recognising that the ship that got us to where we are in our lives is not the ship that is going to get us to the end destination. We have to be prepared to turn away from our old life completely. We need another ship. We've got to start over. In the words of Jesus Christ to a religious leader, we have to be born again. Paul once told a group of new Christians in Corinth that if they had committed their lives to Jesus Christ and were determined to live as children of God, then everything associated with their old life had gone. And now they had a brand new life with new hope and with new purpose. Paul was speaking from personal experience. That was not something that he had read in a book. Jesus said the road that leads to destruction is wide and many travel along it but the road that leads to God and to eternal life is narrow and few find it. Whatever the condition of your life is today, whatever your particular crisis is, let me tell you this, Jesus is the great rescuer of of shipwrecked lives and he will come and salvage you today if you are prepared to hand over the control of your life to him and be born again. Maybe you've sensed the presence or even heard the voice of the master shipbuilder today. Tune into God's frequency as best as you can and he will do the rest. He loves you, he has a plan for your life. Reach out to him and commit your future into his hands. Be born again today into a whole new life, transformed by the power of the resurrected Jesus. If you pray this prayer with me today, that life-changing process will begin. Father God, I've heard your voice from the shipwreck of my life. I tune into you today and receive the forgiveness and rescue that I need. Thank you for the gift of new life and fresh direction through the life, death and resurrection of your son, Jesus. Amen.